We will chase perfection and we will chase it relentlessly, knowing all the while that we can never attain it. But along the way, we will catch excellence. That's Vince Lombardi, who was an American football coach, who is considered by many to be the best ever. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hello, and welcome to the final episode in the Walking Your Talk series on the pursuit of excellence. And we've explored how to find excellence by looking outside, how to define an ambition, what it means to pursue something. And what I want to do in this last episode on the topic is to dive into what I'll call relentless dissatisfaction. You could also simply call it drive, but there's a relentlessness about it that I want to explore. Whether you have it, whether your people have it, and how to unlock it. Because I think that state of being is pretty fundamental to pursuing any form of excellence. It's it's a hunger which takes you further than other people will go and further than you've gone. And keeps all of us, I think, going when it just feels too hard. All my clients talk about wanting to hire people with this characteristic and find people inside their organization who have it. It's definitely one of the traits that people ask recruitment agencies to find and their leadership assessment for work. They want to measure it. So naturally, I'm curious as to the nature of this drive for relentless dissatisfaction? You know, is it a trait that we're born with? Is it triggered by events that can be stimulated by leadership? Now, my on-the-ground experience is it's both. I've definitely seen it triggered by external events and sometimes really tough ones. And perhaps that's happened to you. I think we all know examples of such people. And in my mind, as I'm making this video, the person who's comes to mind is a woman called Doreen Lawrence, who's an Englishwoman of Jamaican heritage, whose son, Stephen Lawrence, was murdered while standing at a bus stop in London for no reason beyond the fact that he was black. And that was 20 years ago. And his mother has been campaigning relentlessly ever since for equity, for inclusion, in particular for reform of the police force. And she has dedicated her life to pursuing a society where excellence is represented by equity and by inclusion. But, you know, what tragic circumstances that triggered her into that? I mean, she's now really well known in in the UK. She's now called Baroness Lawrence. She's been awarded for all sorts of things. But in the work environment, the question that I think should interest all of us is, can we find that relentless dissatisfaction, that unwillingness to go with the status quo, and can we awaken it both in ourselves and also in other people 
without the need for such a tragic trigger. Now, what I want to talk about today is some traits that I've noticed, which I think you can work on, look for. One of them, the first one, is there is a drive I've noticed, which is to do with it's never enough. Now, that drive, which is a belief that drives the lives of many people, can, I think, work for good or not for good. Because perfectionism without a cause can result in an awful lot of unnecessary complexity. And I explore this in in some depth in a very early episode, one of the ones on simplicity. It's uh, number 104. So there's an example of it's never enough being disruptive and not useful. But that same energy, which I think many high achievers have, which is a sense of either I'm not enough or it's never enough, can, instead of being turned into you know, piling on and adding more and more work and, and adding complexity to the organization, I think it can be turned around if it's coupled with the right ambition. So it is a trait that I'm very interested in when I see it, because I think it just needs a bit of tweaking and it needs purpose and it needs something uplifting. And that leads me to the second trait, which I think is a single-minded obsession, because I don't think relentless dissatisfaction goes easily with, for example, work-life balance. Probably not also for sympathy, maybe not even for empathy. I heard a wonderful talk the other day. I was speaking at a, at a conference with a client, and they invited in a woman called Dr. Sarah Gilbert, who is at Oxford University, and she is one of the couple of scientists who has been leading the Oxford University AstraZeneca push, which led to the discovery and approval of their vaccine, which of course is now one of the three or four vaccines that's being used across the world. And it was just the most inspiring talk to hear her speak. Really, from listening to you know this year of totally insane working hours, which happened from the very first case, and actually even before the very first case, because they were expecting something like this to happen, and they had been building different types of vaccines and then sort of waiting for something to happen in which they would then be able to fit in the the particular, sorry, this is beyond me scientifically, but the particular characteristics of, uh, in this case, COVID-19 and feed it into their, their vaccine system. So she spoke about what the team was like and the, the relentlessness of the team together and that there was and still is because they're still at it. They're still refining it. They're still looking for new uh, vaccines, which will cope with all the variants. It was a culture. You either wanted to play that way or you didn't. You know, the breakthrough story that she told on the sympathy stakes was that they found ways to deliver meals to people so they wouldn't have to cook and could work harder. That was her kind of like number one sympathy piece. And and one could see how she, you know, would have been a challenging person to work for in some ways. But the purpose and the vision and the ambition was so clear. And she then found herself a group of people who wanted to be relentlessly dissatisfied, who wanted to never stop, who wanted to pursue absolute excellence and still do. And when I think, you know, I'm recording this just over a year since the first lockdown and thinking that 
you know, from that moment to the fact that, you know, I got first dose of that very vaccine myself uh, here where I live in the in the in Bahamas, small island, sitting in this little rinky-dink hall with all these people being vaccinated, thinking, "Wow, you know, what what an extraordinary example of the pursuit of excellence that that was." But listening to her, I'm going, "Ooh, okay, so definitely not work-life balance. Definitely not, you know, a number of the things that we would say matter." for an inclusive culture. So, you know, many things being sacrificed. However, relentless ambition, relentless pursuit. So that's the second trait, that single-mindedness, bloody-mindedness in many ways. The first one, of course, is the feeling that it's never enough. It's never going to be enough. And the third one I just want to highlight is I could call it humility, but I could also call it having a tough skin. It's the absolute comfort with being wrong, being able to admit continually that your current position is not excellent, not being precious, not being defensive, getting continuous feedback, both from other people and from data, and being willing to throw everything away and do it in a different way. So not to, not to feel like you need to already show how good you are. So those are the traits. And my conclusion is that with the right purpose and the, the seeds of one or more of those, you can really do an awful lot both with yourself and with other people. But I have three questions to ask of you for this week's exercise. Three things for you to consider alone, and then maybe with your immediate team. The first one is, do you think you have that relentless dissatisfaction inherently in you? And if you do, do you let it fly or has it got lost? So has that feeling of it's never enough been turned into petty stuff? Has that ambition been dampened? But can you see that in yourself? The second question is, do you want to have it? And that I think is a really important question because there are definitely sacrifices. This is not, in my view, balance. I have never seen true balance exist alongside the pursuit of excellence. There is something somewhat unbalanced. There is choices that are being made about what matters most. And this may or may not be the right time for you in your life, it may not be the right time for all of your people. It's important to know that. Do I want to have that? Do I want to find that? And then the first question is, what is the vision, vision, the purpose, the ambition that would inspire and awaken and directionalize that in yourself? Can you find it? Or can you find a leader to follow who you know, who would awaken it in you? So three questions. Can you see it in yourself? If so, has it got a little lost? Do you want to have it? And what is the vision or where is that vision or ambition that would inspire it? So I hope this series will help you to pursue excellence, whatever that means for you in your field, because it all means something different for each one of us, I think, and also to bring others with you. 
This is the end of this series and the next episode will be linked to my new book, Accountability at Work, which is launching a couple of weeks from when I'm recording this. So more about that then. Thank you for joining me.